Hey everybody, welcome to the Cripes Cast. This is your podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. I'm your host, Charlie Barons, and we are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda. Here's today's episode. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Cripes Cast. Today, my guest is Rosebud Baker. Uh, you know her for her stand-up Whiskey Fits. Uh, her Comedy Central um, stand-up special uh, came out, I believe, last year. Super funny. Uh, you know her as a writer from SNL. Um, she is coming to a stage near you if you are in Milwaukee, July 13th through the 15th. Davenport, Iowa, July 16th. And um, yeah, and I am joined in the studio by Kali Maraca. Executive producer of the Cripes Cast. Uh, how are you doing? Hello. How are you, Colleen? I forgot to put doing the microphone good? up. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are uh, you? Good. How did you like the conversation with Rosebud? You embarrassed me at the end. I did embarrass because I, Colleen, more than anything, wants to leave this job to go be a writer at SNL. So I asked, which I, I think is great. I appreciate. I th thank you. But it also was like, it was like my dad being like, like talking to one of his friends, Colleen wants to get into the uh, business no. one day. What At the you... end of the podcast, Rosebud is a writer on SNL. I did ask her for advice for Colleen um, because I'm such a great supportive mm. boss, uh, which I think is being lost in your embarrassment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, she gave some great advice. She um, did. Sounds similar to advice that someone else may have given you. Like, Do you need to take credit? <sighs> I'm just trying to think of who told you that advice of just keep writing, just keep doing it, you know? Anyway, that's the sigh we like to hear on the Cripes cast, folks. Um, so anyways, oh, uh, Rosebud, I should also mention she has her podcast, Find Your Beach, uh, that she uh, co-hosts with her husband. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, she's uh, written on that damn Michael Shea. Uh, it's an HBO Max show and um, Comedy Central's Roast of Alec Baldwin. Um, she's appeared on Pause with Sam Jay and uh, Bill Burr's The Ringers and goes on and on. Anyway, very funny. I really enjoyed our conversation uh, with her. And uh, beyond that, Colleen, what else we got cooking? Anything else uh, going on this week at Cripes Inc.? Um... That's a no. Okay. That's a flat out no. <laughs> I'm trying to um, think. Well, so when this podcast goes out, you're going to be fishing. Oh, I'm going to be up north fishing. I'm, yes. in, I'm in Hayward, uh, Wisconsin. Yes. I, uh, you know, up there at the, uh, I'm not going to tell you where no, I'm staying. No, don't. You don't need to. <laughs> but I'm up, I'm up there fishing on Chippewa Flowage. So. Nice. Yeah, it's a is big, it the same place that we enough, went last year? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yep. <laughs> big enough body of water, though. It'd be hard to, hard to find me. Yeah. Um, but it'll be great. I'm going with my dad, my cousins, my nephew, my niece are going to be there. So nice. it'll be a good little family relaxation thing. I'm going to bring my mountain bike, go try and do some of that. Cool. Um, yeah. And go from there. Nice. Uh, but anyway, uh, I do want to let everybody know uh, before we jump into this uh, podcast that the best way to support the Cast is go to CripesCast.com, click on the merch section, and we've got a bunch of stuff there, a lot of made-in-the-USA products. Not a lot of people make their stuff in the USA because it's stupid expensive, but uh, <laughs> luckily for you, we're absorbing most of that cost, so uh, we're not making much on it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please <Okay>. buy it <laughs> so Jeez. please buy it i'm just trying to give people the insights and the economics on this stuff yeah. you know if i if we did make all the stuff in china we'd definitely make a lot more money but mm. which might have been the move in retrospect <laughs> but we didn't it's We're, okay. we doubled down it's on the made in stuff. usa stuff so yeah. yeah it's all great stuff and a lot of locally made things our cribbage boards made in milwaukee our hats are made in nina 
Um, our lures are made in Nanago, Wisconsin. So a lot of local Midwest yeah, stuff. That's great. Um, all right. Well, before we get to the podcast, Colleen, what's on your agenda this week? You got anything fun coming up? Well, by the time this comes out, I would have already done it, but I'm going to, I'm leaving after this podcast recording to go to Madison to see Colin Jost. Oh he's yeah. Nice. Up in Madison. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Uh, comedy on state. I think he's doing Orpheum. Okay. I can't remember. I bought the tickets very long ago. Nice. Very long. That's not the right way to say it. That's okay. Um, Are you going to try and get a meet and greet and ask him for a job on weekend <laughs> update? I have my book that I read that it says, so I'm just going to be like, hey, uh, and then give my card. I don't know. I'm going to try to figure out what I can do. So, do you, you, so he remembers you in a meet and greet line? I don't know. Maybe. Did you get meet and greet tickets? I can't remember what we did. Probably not. Maybe I'll just like stalk around. It's, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, I'm just thinking of a meet and greet line. What somebody could say to really stand out if they wanted to get a job, you know? No, I'm mainly going because it's my friend's birthday and we're doing this fun thing in Madison this weekend. So we're going to that and then Summerfest. So it's just a fun birthday weekend for my friend. But yeah, I'm very excited. I love how much effort you put in. Like, I feel like it's a 20, an early 20s thing to give to to care about (laughs) about your friend's birthday you know like we care once we get old but it's not like we're not doing a whole weekend extravaganza it's like we'll grab a a drink maybe well it worked out this way it's not like she's making us go like tomorrow or tonight's Colin Joe's tomorrow I wanted to go see Noah Khan anyway so it's like we're already doing it that's fine but you're still doing the thing where you like post about them on social media that's so bizarre why like how many because then it's it's a it's a slippery slope as soon as you post about one friend politics yeah as soon as you post about one friend on social media then you got to post about all of them I don't even post about my siblings because I got 12 of them so Mm -hmm. it's a no-go I'm Mm -hmm. not posting about anybody's birthday I don't even want to post about my birthday yeah um i do it in retrospect so that people post about my birthday oh there it is (laughs) there it is no i love i honestly love birthdays i love celebrating people i know everybody has them like i don't care i love birthdays and i kind of look at it as like i want people to remember their like i hate when i have friends that i would normally wish them a happy birthday yeah and then i forget so it's kind of like (sighs) it's more like a hey it's abby's birthday and then people are like, oh, my God, hey, happy birthday. It's just like, I don't know. It's sweet. It's you get one day of year not no, to feel like you're no. dying. You know so, what? You know what I mean? Uh, you know what, though? <laughs> that That's wrong because what, what, what happens and what this kind of behavior promotes is you spending your entire birthday uh, replying to people's uh, like the texts they don't even really care to send. They're just sending it reflexively like mm. happy birthday exclamation point. Come on. I got to waste time on my birthday replying to that. People should be spending their birthday otherwise. Just enjoying it, being outside, enjoying like it, walking around in nature. You don't, dude. Need you to don't be even want to enjoy your birthday. Yeah, I do. What do you mean? I don't want to enjoy my birthday. You literally like don't even do anything to celebrate your birthday. Whenever we do anything, we got you stuff like in the office, and you begrudgingly like had us sing like you weren't excited that we were singing to you you didn't do anything for your birthday that's not true that's not what were you doing anyways also like a lot of people they can't be outside for their birthday like i'm in november you're in april so it's like the weather i went biking on my birthday and i did do something for me okay yeah for you wow 
Like, oh my god, that that this is so combative all of a sudden. No, I just like did love- I not appreciate? I really did appreciate the birthday stuff you guys did. I just have a weird way of showing. Yeah, <laughs> it's I really did- weird. You don't think that like an eye roll and like an uncomfortable smile during a birthday song? Oh my god! Um- oh my god! <laughs> I did watch that video afterwards. I was like, oh my god! I you look, look like-, like you have a gun I- to your head. I- like you. Look I was- like- it's I don't know what it, it looks is like a hostage video. <laughs> I, I have a hard time with um with um birthday attention, I guess. Yeah, which is so weird because like your job is like it's attention, but it's for it's for something maybe uh I earned. Okay. You know, I, what I, if, a birthday everyone's got one, so I just I just think it's a little silly. Don't you think I kind of like whenever my mom wishes me a happy birthday, I'm like happy freaking birthday to like yeah you did it you did it that it should be for the moms it really should they, be they, i mean all i did was go down you know go through like a a, a cool water slide you know what i mean uh <laughs> but my mom and my mom didn't do any of the drugs either can you believe that oh my god i know i took like three advil today because i kind of had a headache oh my god i went to the chiropractor <laughs> today because my back hurts yeah. you know but yeah. i mean my mom's carried around 12 kids it's insane she's never been when to I a think chiropractor about, has she really not i don't know i don't she's think a superhero so. i is. i can't even imagine so there you have it folks and uh by the way if you want to follow uh rosebud baker you can do so at rosebud baker on you on instagram all the youtube tiktok and then on facebook she's at rosebud baker nyc and then if you want to find tour dates, go to rosebudbaker.com. And there she has her full stand-up special linked. It's very funny. And it is very funny. Yeah. And with that, let us get to my conversation with Rosebud Baker. I just came from morning TV. Interesting morning. We got into a fucking hit and run on the way there. It was like. What? Yeah, it's been a weird. It's been a crazy fucking Oh, my morning. God. <laughs> it's been okay. an insane morning. So, uh, all right. So you wake up this morning and you're like, all right. Uh, were you saying, all right, great. I have morning TV. Or were you like, oh shit, morning TV. It was more like, oh shit, morning TV. It's tough. Those people are so happy. It makes you want to kill yourself. So it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. D- does it seem, did it seem authentic this morning? Was it authentic happiness or is this put of on? Of course happiness? not. Of course not. It's like everyone's got their face like painted on and they're just uh, like, it's we're so happy to be here and we're making drinks. And it's like, oh, how God. many different recipes does it take before you just jump off a bridge? You know? <laughs> I, I, I used to be in that business. I used to be in the news business. So, yeah, I feel that. I think it's hard on both ends. But what you're kind of just like, like. Blink three times if you're okay. You know, give me right. something, you know? Right. But yeah. I think you got when your job depends on it, it's just like, you know, it's something you just, you get really good at pretending at. And then I think at some point you kind of believe it, you know? Yeah. I, I wonder about that. I go like, is that just, do, do they just, is this like the Truman show kind of thing? <laughs> I where, know. You know, where they just kind of go like, well, this is, this is my life. And it's yeah. perfect. Have you tried <laughs> buttermilk pancakes, by the way? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. But super rude of me to just jump right into uh, talking about local TV after you said you were in a hit and run then. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, which one's more traumatic is really the I, question. I think, I think local news is pretty traumatic as a whole yeah. experience from a mental, emotional standpoint, which should not be yeah. underplayed. 
From a physical 100%. standpoint, I'm thinking the hit and run might have more of a present. No, that issues. was, you know, I've never been in a hit and run before. And I got to say, it's pretty anticlimactic. I mean, you would think it, it kind of is built into the structure of a hit and run that it would be anticlimactic. Right. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it's, so I was like, oh, yep, that's, that's how it should go. That is, it just kind of like we were trying to get into the lane and then they hit us and you saw them get upset and she just made a choice where she was like, I'm going. Okay. And so you were, just, you were the hit, you were not the run. Yeah, we were the hit. Okay. We were Got not it. the run. I mean, the run, uh, that must be pretty climactic. That must that's be, be kind of exciting. That's got to make you feel alive in the morning. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's kind of like, okay, you made a choice. Yeah. Your day is, this is who you are now today. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. That's got to give you a little, uh, an edge, you know? Like, I, yes. I, I wonder in, in my mind, in, in the weird theater of my mind, I'm now thinking that local news um, reporter was the one who hit you and had to get to the studio first, you know? And that's why she was so happy. She, like, got away from something. She's like, I feel something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hit and run just to something. feel alive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's terrible. I probably shouldn't be making jokes about that, but you know what? I I just have a feeling some people do it. You know, I think it's true. Uh, you know, for sure. Gotta yeah, just that. just to be able to feel, you know, a connection to their kids again. Yeah. Just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you doing the news hit for? Uh, it was for my shows in at Zanies this weekend. Mm. So I'm doing shows, uh, I'm doing a whole tour and I've got, uh, we're in Chicago this weekend. And then, um, then I'm doing a couple, a couple of shows with, uh, the fully loaded festival oh, Bert, nice. and those guys. Yeah. And then, um, and then Milwaukee coming up in July. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We got you coming here. So, all right, let's take that one at a time. How do you like, um, Zanies? Are you doing, uh, Rosemont or are you doing Chicago? I'm doing Old Town. I'm doing Chicago. Ah, so, how do you like that um, theater? It's awesome. I mean, I, I, this is the first time that I've, I think we were sold out. We sold out last night. We were sold out for uh, the early show tonight and the late show tomorrow night. So nice. we got two shows left and I think there's like 20 tickets left for each. So we might be selling out the whole weekend, which is I'm, like awesome. I'm, I'm sure you will, especially with walk-ups right over there. And that do you do you, I love playing that room. It's so like it's like you're playing the longest hallway in the world, you know? Kind I know, of, I it, know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's super fun though. Um yeah. do, do you enjoy it? I love it. I love yeah. it. And the crowd is always so it's almost like they're Chicago comedy crowds are so respectful. They're like I mean, it's very rare that you get like a heckler in, in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. They kind of appreciate comedy the way that people in like London appreciate comedy. Like they just come because they want to see the show. Right. And they just want to enjoy the show. They don't want to like, you know, I had to like explain to them at the end that like part of the deterioration of our industry is getting crowd work clips. And so I was oh, like, yeah. we're going to. I was like, I'm going to talk to you guys now. And so you, you're going to have to be a part of this. But I yeah. had to like prep them for that. Whereas, you know, in uh -huh. other cities, they're just shouting shit out anyway. So you kind of have to, you just interact with them that way, you know? 
So let's talk about that. So like the crowd work clips, obviously, for people who don't know, if you're a comedian, you don't want to burn your actual good material. And so you use stuff that a crowd shouts at you to try to get a social media clip for that social media clip to take off. And then you can sell more tickets to comedy shows. It's basically like exactly. our way of doing comedy more, right. I guess. Right. So it's that's just, the it's, audience explanation. But you're showing whole is what you're doing. You're just show showing whole <laughs> and then hoping that people will buy a ticket. <laughs> 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 see the rest <laughs> i've never had it uh put that way but i think that's perfect um yeah so do, does it uh, uh are you somebody who is annoyed um by the fact that crowd work clips have taken off so much and it's kind of made shows a lot more like people shouting things out have you embraced it have you said just it is what it is where do you fall on that sort of philosophical line I've kind of embraced it. I kind of am like, it is what it is, but I'm not going to lie and say that like, I love doing it or like I, you know, it feels good and artistically um, and creatively fulfilling to post my worst stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is the worst I can, you know, you show up on social media. It's a weird thing because we're, we grew up like thinking social media is like you show your best, you show your best yeah. thing, you show your best side. It's a very curated version of you. And so the thing about the crowd work clips is you're like, well, this is the worst I can do. This is like yeah. the, as far as the work that I'm capable of, this is the bottom of the barrel. This is like, I'm giving you the scum around the drain. Yeah. And, but here it is. And, um, you know, I, there's like, there's only, there's so, there's only so much you can do really with crowd work. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't care. I just, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, no, I love that. You, you don't know, give a shit. And, and is it kind of like you, do you have somebody who's doing your social media where they're editing it and you're just like, here's the tape, find something in there. And move yeah. on. That's a yeah, great so way to be. Exactly. I'm like, here's the tape. The guy that does my social media comes on the road with me. I just pay him yeah. instead of a feature now. Okay. And I'll, I have him come out. He does all my stuff. He uh -huh. goes through it all. He finds the stuff that he's like, this will be something. I'm yeah. like, great. And it's very rare that I go back at him and I go like, this is trash, you know? And mm. I should go back at him often. <laughs> Yeah. And be like, this is trash. But the truth is, like, I there's I want to focus on the stuff that is interesting to me. Yeah. And building a social media following is like not interesting to me. Building a social media following off somebody in the audience's uh, dating red flags, not really the number one thing that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, if it happens, am I like over the moon? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. But I just, the amount of effort that goes towards it is embarrassing. I know. That's, yep. That's really what it is. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Um, it's, it's crazy too, because your standup is so like watching your special, the, you, you sort of like your, your word crafting, your wordsmithing is so good and so Thanks. precise. And, um, 
And like, there are just so many, I felt like, and I'm talking about your um, Comedy Central special, some of the funniest jokes there, I think <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I was laughing out loud at, and I think I was laughing maybe harder than the, than the audience in some uh, yeah. instances. Cause I don't know if they were nervous to laugh. Cause you, obviously you have a lot of dark comedy, but um, also it's, it takes like a minute on some of them. And I, I wish I remember, I watched it a little, um, while ago. I wish I, I'm going to remember the joke that I'm thinking of specifically. There were just one or two cause the crowd yeah. was great. And, and, um, but you killed on that. You're such a wordsmith. So it's gotta be so frustrating to put out, you know, whatever the, um, whatever the crowd work thing is, that's kind of like yeah. a, a different thing. Yeah. Maybe, a. It's just you know, the sloppiest version of what I <laughs> am trying to do, but it's yeah. fine. It's, it's like, whatever. And I, I think I can kind of benefit from that. Cause even I'm glad you noticed that the cut, that the crowd in my special was a little, uh, tight, you know, they, they were tight. Now, some of your jokes, I think intentionally were there to make them tight or loosen them up. You know, I, well, I don't know. It's never, I was never intending to make them tight. But I just thought when I watched it, I thought, huh, well, this isn't ideal for a special. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I thought, well, it's going on YouTube and YouTube is like anybody that is noticing this or disagrees with it is going to say something about it. Right. And so I thought it's kind of a perfect place for the special to go and for the audience to be this way because. The real audience is the people that are going to watch it on YouTube mm -hmm. and they love to have something to fight for. Mm -hmm. So if there's, if they disagree with the audience, then they're not shitting on me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's great. Uh, 2023 reverse psychology. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just put out the special exactly how it happened. I won't like sweeten it. I'll just make it what it was and it's more exciting to watch a show that way anyway it it is it's it's so um so did you only shoot one time no we did, did you, two shows you did two shows so um when you um like looking at i i don't know that the it's almost like the the jokes are so funny but it, sometimes in doing like the editing people can like up the volume of the audience or whatever yeah but it's pretty clear that what uh, you did is like really raw and um yeah and it's it just really stands on its own it's so it's such a funny special um, oh thanks yeah thank you um i had something i i was going somewhere with that thought but i i lost it because i'm an idiot but <laughs> anyway um Damn. oh uh that 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 now i remembered it you're on this new tour now what was it like after putting out such a great special uh, to then start from scratch and start over. And um, how did you build your, your next hour? Um, it was painful. Like yeah. all I remember thinking when leading up to the special was like, I can't wait to just throw these jokes away. I can't wait to never have to do these jokes again. And so I really did. Like I never, people say like, you should take like 30 minutes of your special on the road and like, go from there yeah but i just couldn't do that it was as if like the special happened and then i just like 
never thought about those jokes again. Like if you asked me to tell one of them on stage now, I would struggle with remembering it. Right. Like, so I kind of am just like, I just started from scratch and started talking about everything that was happening currently in the moment and kind of, it was a really different, it's been a very different approach than I took to my last special, which was writing and, and, and picking and being really, really precise and, um, and almost like perfectionistic about the way that the jokes were worded. And now, you know, cause one of the things that I, wa- that I wasn't happy with when I watched the special was, oh, this feels rehearsed to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I want it to feel more conversational. I want every I want every set to feel a little different than the last set. And uh-huh. um and so I just started talking my way through this special and kind of going on stage and and really writing on stage. Yeah. And um I had never done it that way before and it feels like it's it's scary for someone like me to do it that way but i i'm like that's kind of making it more interesting you know yeah um yeah i find do you actually can you get yourself to watch your shows or is that like like what i'll do is i do some of the writing on stage but then to get myself to watch myself back sometimes that's a struggle i don't know why well it's harder because you're watching a draft you know, yeah. it's like, it's harder to, it's more painful. That's what I, that's why I describe it as it's painful. Like you just don't have the same, you know, pride in what you've made when you're really in the process of working it out because yeah. it's not done. And so you're just kind of like all of that, all of the shame that you would be experiencing alone <laughs> with your, with just like a notebook. Yeah. You're, it doing in public sharing it with one to 500 of your closest friends on any given right. night um, right so but when you're writing you say you're writing on stage if you hit a line that you just found on stage you use that adrenaline found it in the moment people laughed at it are you going to remember that or do you have to go back and listen to the uh set? I, ha- I i have to go back and listen to it but yeah, i don't too. have a problem going back and listening to a set that was good uh yeah no me me either it's that uh, yeah, it's the painful ones. I usually save them for a car ride, you know, where I mm-hmm. feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone, you know, right. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Damn. That's like, I don't know. That's like cutting yourself at the dentist's office. If you ask me, that's really <laughs> tough. That is tough. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I, I, that's a great analogy. Thanks for bringing that one up. Um, you're coming. <laughs> You are coming to um, Chicago. What's like you mentioned that, you know, in Chicago, they're not heckling, you know, Midwest audiences. Are they different from audiences elsewhere? Um, you said I'm coming to Chicago. You meant you meant Milwaukee. Yeah, are you uh, saying? I meant Milwaukee. Yeah. When this podcast comes out, it'll be for the Milwaukee ones. Yeah, You're yeah, yeah. going to Chicago tonight, right? I'm in Chicago. You're now. in Chicago tonight. That's what I meant. I will be coming to Milwaukee. Um, you know, Midwestern audiences are, uh, to me, they're very polite, um, almost to their detriment. Like I, I almost wish 
everyone in the Midwest would just get a little, I'm like, just get a little hammered before you come. You know what I mean? Just get like a little oh. mashed while you're waiting. Well, that won't be driving. a problem. That won't be a problem in Milwaukee. I'll tell you that Good. Yeah. That's good. Because I, I mean, I love like, um, you know, I haven't played the Midwest a ton. The last yeah, time right. I did it, honestly, was like in the middle of COVID. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. Like, it was like the special hadn't come out. I hadn't, I didn't have anything really. And it was just kind of like me talking to people in the Midwest about like COVID and dark shit that the Midwest likes to avoid. And yeah. I, it was just like, it felt like a bad first date. Right. So you, you know what I mean? So I feel like everything that I've heard about the Midwest and everything that I am working on now, I feel like we're set up for success, <laughs> comparatively <laughs> speaking. Okay. You know? Yeah, you've like, learned your lessons from the first date. That's yes. in the past. Right. Somehow, you know, you texted the Midwest. You're like, what do you, let's just give it one more go. And let's you're try our to, best here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've done a little more research. I'm, I'm talking about stuff now. It's like, I'm pregnant. I've got like all this material about like what this, what this feels like, what this experience is. And, yeah. um, and so I feel like it's more Midwest friendly, even though it is kind of like the darker side of, um, getting pregnant, but that's just, that's how it is. You know? Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Um, thank you. What, do you have, do you have like, uh, uh, things that kind of already, like if I were like the comedian's brain, like anytime there's this joyous thing in life, I think the comedian's brain is like, Oh, great. How am I going to uh, get five minutes out of this? Do you go with the stuff that, um, makes you happy first or the stuff that annoys you first makes you angry? What, what emotion are, do you like to start with, with a new experience? That's a really good question. Um, no, I wouldn't say what makes me angry, but I would say the stuff that kind of makes me go like there, that doesn't line up. That doesn't no. make sense. The stuff that kind of confuses me mm-hmm. and the stuff that makes me feel like lo- logically, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the things that I have trouble making sense of, I like to talk about on stage. That's sort of where I begin. It's like, wait, so um, if women have been getting pregnant for since the beginning of time, how come you guys don't have any explanation for why we get sick when we're pregnant? Why, <laughs> like, what, how come nobody knows what that's for? Right. And how come you're just like, well, we've guessed. I'm like, aren't you doctors? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, like they they ask you things like, what's your birth plan? And I'm like, what's your birth plan? I'm not. A, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this just yeah. happened to me. You, you're you supposed to drive. <laughs> it's that that kind of stuff where I start there and I go, okay, there might be more here. Um, and And we'll see. We'll yeah. see if there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. And, and then, um, of course, you've got, uh, yeah, I suppose there's, um, then once you have a child, you'll have a, do you think about that in terms of, uh, that's that's another half hour right there. You know, that's pretty right. Good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I kind of can't wait to see what actually having a kid does to me. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what what is going to, what's this going to actually be like, you know? Uh, uh-huh. Um, 
you know, I've kind of always been a little harder, a little rough around the edges. No, and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm kind of like, man, I, everybody's just like, oh, it's going to change everything about you. And part of me is like, well, I don't want that completely. (laughs) You know, there's like, but you also don't want to go into an experience like this fighting off the actual experience. Right, right. So, especially for some dumb, unknown reason, like, oh, I don't want to change my personality. It's like, okay, what makes you think your personality is that great to begin with? Um, (laughs) Maybe, maybe... Maybe you could use some adjustments. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A little personality chiropractor appointment type thing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Are you going to do one of those gender reveal party things? No. 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 I'm not doing one of those. Hard no. I feel like you've got some... You, you got some animosity. I could tell in that no that there was a there was a how would you even ask me that question? Kind of <laughs> that no, it's like it's not even like I just don't even know what those are, like what they're for. I've never been to one and I've only seen pictures of them on Instagram. Yeah. And it's always like some lady like like giving her husband a heart attack when he comes home from work with like a big balloon full of glitter. I'm just like, right. If I, if I did that, I feel like Andy would have me 5150. And he'd be like, Oh, something happened. (laughs) She had a break. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it in the context of it starting half of California on fire. So I think generally with like a pink fire cracker or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably good to avoid those. Um, Well, congrats. In some to both ways, of you. that's kind of the most exciting gender reveal party anyone's ever been to. <laughs> yeah. What like, does orange mean? What yeah. does black smoke mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, what yeah. does a carbon bomb mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, how's it? Who's like, is someone, or you or Andy, one of you freaking out more? One of you, like the calm one on this whole thing? Is, is, is anyone taking one role or another? Um, I feel like we're both losing our minds. Okay. Like that's it's good. not good. <laughs> we're both <laughs> we're both pure panic. Like <laughs> we both have different things that we are hyper focused on. Um okay. he's like obsessed with the door to the baby's bedroom right now. Like he's <laughs> like, the door is not there's not enough air. There's not enough air that's gonna get in the baby's oh room. Wow. And I'm like Okay, so replace the door. I'm like, I don't care yeah. about that. But he's, <laughs> yeah. but he is fully, and he's convinced himself that something about the the material in the door is just going to stop the baby's not going to be able to breathe. So we got to get the door replaced. That's like his thing that he's really focused on. I am redecorating our entire apartment for some reason. I like they call it like the nesting impulse or whatever. And I just wasn't prepared for how intense this was going to be. Um, I, for some reason, I feel like the baby's going to judge my whole decor. Like I, <laughs> like the baby's going to walk in and be like, "Did were you gifted all of this?" Like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. So I'm just getting yeah. rid of everything and just repainting, doing the whole house in like calm neutrals, and okay. just like making it like a nice space that looks like it's going to look like a pottery barn showroom. I mean, by the time it's, it's going to be so personality list that by the time the baby comes, I, I don't, 
I don't even know what what happened. I, I'm just blacking out. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that was an actual thing. That that that's they call it. The, that's something a lot of people do when they're pregnant and the nesting impulse. They um, yeah. There's like a. It's like it's funny because it's so animalistic the way that uh, when they call it that they're like, oh, you're nesting, and I'm like, well, I'm not like walking around the house like gathering towels with my mouth <laughs> and like like making a pile to give birth in i'm yeah. matching swatches at a pottery <laughs> barn okay like maybe yeah. we can come up with a different term that feels more dignified but yeah that's essentially what it is okay yeah well that's yeah that's fun um nice well congrats <laughs> congrats to both of you yeah I've, thank I, you I, I um that's super exciting all right, folks, excuse the interruption, but just want to shout out Jolly Good Soda. I will tell you what Jolly Good Soda is, the best gosh darn soda out there. And no, I'm not saying that because they're a sponsor, all right? it's it. The reason I got the sponsorship, I'll say this, is because I put out an old-fashioned video about a few during the pandemic. And I have to have Jolly Good Sour Power in my old fashions. And that's what started this relationship. And I'll tell you what, for your summer old fashions, make sure you get yourself that Jolly Good Sour Power, the best tasting soda this side of the Mississippi or that side. And folks, I also want to talk to you about Fleet Farm. Get everything you need for your 4th of July cookout in one stop at the Fleet Farm. Find great deals on things like grills, pellets, snacks, drinks, and so, so much more. Your cookout's going to be the talk of the town, the talk of the block, the talk of the state, whatever it is, okay? Because you're going to have everybody wanting to come back for seconds and thirds because you took the time to go to Fleet Farm, where they will basically soup up whatever your current grilling situation is outside. They're going to just soup that sucker up. And everything else you need. Get what you need for everyday life at new, lower prices over at Fleet Farm. And of course, folks, if you want to support the Cast, go to CripesCast.com, click on the merch section, and get all the Midwest merch your heart could desire. Also, we've got some slick cribbage boards made in Milwaukee, locally made uh, fishing lures made in Anago, Wisconsin, hats made in Nina, Wisconsin. So many local things by local, by USA made, by uh, the merch. There you go. And nice. uh, yeah, then you can go to patreon.com slash Charlie Barons and subscribe to our Patreon where we've got a bunch of fun behind the scenes videos, including the basketball video uh, is finally up of yeah. Colleen um cheating to beat mm -hmm, me sure the other week and then we just actually submit or we just did questions today and we're going to be answering them got a lot of fan questions so yes. um we'll have a couple of installments of that a lot of great questions from fans that we sourced all over social media so if you want to see the answers go to patreon.com without further ado let's get back to the cripes cast I kind of want to just jump into um, the beginning of your uh, sort of comedy like deal. And uh, would you remember the first joke you ever told? I remember the first joke I told that worked. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, um, it was like a joke. I mean, every comic has like every female comic has like a Disney joke, like yeah. a Disney princess joke when oh, they first okay. start. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's just like something that happens. 
um, or did then. And uh, so my take on it was that uh, I never saw like a Disney princess that knew that could save herself. It was always just like a guy that came to save her. Yeah. And I thought I really would like to see one Disney princess save herself where like if Snow White woke up in a house full of dwarves, she'd be like, oh, shit, I think I have a drinking problem. <laughs> and that's the end. That's the that's end of the, the end. movie. Yeah, that was the whole. Yeah. She's like, oh, I got to go to a meeting. Yeah, that's you great. Yeah. yeah. That was like the first joke that I told that kind of worked. And I thought, OK, that'll 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 make it into something. And it yeah. just I don't think it ever did. But it got um, you, it got you, your, there's like one joke, one line that gets you your, your hour or something. It gives you enough confidence. It get, gets you right. addicted to it. Uh, was that kind right. of it that got you like, you're like, I can do this? Yeah. I mean, I never really thought I could do it. I never okay. really, I still am in this place where I'm like, I can't do this. Okay. But I'm, <laughs> I, it's, I don't know if that's ever going to go away, but it feels like, um, you know, it was a, it was enough to be like, this is, this is okay. This is a solid five minutes. That's an actual joke. Yeah. I know that's a joke that feels like a joke. It sounds like a joke. It has the rhythm of a joke and all that. That's where I'll, I'll go from there. You know, everything, if everything feels like a joke, then at least there's like that. I can kind of lean on that rhythm Yeah. of like, of like, there's a setup, there's a punchline. So if you don't laugh, fine but i did my homework right right you know and now i'm kind of like fuck it let me just see what happens if i just say this and if it gets a laugh it's a joke and if it doesn't i i can rework it or somehow but i i don't care as much about being about people coming to see my show and going wow what clever you know I don't Clever's, care that much anymore. Clever is, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough word, I think, for um, a comedian to hear. Because it's like, I see what you did there. And it's somewhat amusing, but not enough for me to laugh at it. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, like, I'm, I just want to go on and have people walk away from the show being like, man, I want to hang out with her. You yeah. know? I don't want to hang out with them, but I want them to feel like <laughs> they could hang out right. with me. Right. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense. So you you before before comedy, you were doing acting. Um uh and so how how did you make sort of that transition from acting to stand-up comedy? Um well, I was like I wanted to be an actor and it was kind of one of those things where like I grew up and my parents were like, Oh, she's like, she's going to be a performer. She's going to be an actor. She's gonna... And I just kind of like heard what people were saying. And I just sort of followed that direction and thought, okay, well, this is what I'm good at. And this is what I'll do. And, you know, went to school for acting, uh, moved to New York, did some off Broadway shows. Um, and I thought, man, this is really a lot of work for not a lot of like actual work. Like, there's you're doing a lot of like classes and prepping and pictures and all this shit. And I'm like, what job am I preparing myself for? I'm never auditioning. I mean, this is like, this is like a hilarious delusion that I'm in and nothing is happening. I mean, I'm not acting. I'm just preparing to act. 
That's like what my whole job seems to be. And the whole thing just seemed so deeply sad. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just not going to do this anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I took a year off and I said, I'll, I'll either be like a dog trainer or a social worker or something uh, <laughs> like that. And I, yeah. I remember talking to my friend who was in my acting class and who was a comic, Michael Blaustein. Oh, and yeah. yeah, so Mike and I, we've known each other for like, I don't even know now. It's got to be like 14 years or something. So we were acting, we were scene partners in at the Esper studio. And we've known each other since then. And I called him up and I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to be, I don't really want to be an actor. And he was like, he was in the car on the way to something. And he was like, why don't you just try doing stand up? Like what? You're always like coming to hang out with me while I'm barking. You're always giving, you're always like telling me joke ideas that you have. And they're, I don't want to hear them anymore. And he goes, <laughs> why don't you just try doing it just because it's fun. And I thought, all right, yeah, I guess I could. And I, I think I put it off for like another eight months and tried it. And then immediately got hooked, like yeah. in a way that was like, I never cared about acting that much. I never was like, and I honestly think at the time I was a better actor than I was comedian, but I never cared that much about acting. And I thought, oh, this is the thing that I was supposed to be doing. This mm. is the thing that like my whole life was telling me, this is where you belong because you don't belong anywhere else down to like my sleep patterns. Like everything was just set up perfectly to be like, this is the thing that you're supposed to do. and. um I loved writing. I loved performing. Uh, I never liked auditioning. I never liked ri- performing other people's words that much. Yeah. And I, I, I just didn't have that obsession, you know? Right. But with, with comedy, it was like, I, I was like a drug. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also nice that, I mean, I did like the acting thing in LA or tried to, I was never good at it. mostly, mm-hmm. most of the time I, uh, was doing it most of the time was spent in the car going somewhere uh, to right. bomb an audition, you know? Um, yeah. But there's something about comedy that just puts you in the driver's seat of everything and you can do it at any age. And it's because it's whatever your truth is at the moment. That's kind of like, yeah. what, you know, what you want to hear is that, is that kind of like what got you going with it? Or was there, was there some other aspect? I don't quite know what it was. I can't like put a finger on it. All I know is like, I just felt this kind of like, it wasn't even really conscious. I, cause I didn't really think that it would, anything would come of it. I just thought this is so fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like sober at the time. I'd been sober for like a while when I started comedy. And I just thought I haven't wanted to do something every night like this since I quit drinking. Where it was like, I can't wait, you know? Yeah. Um, And it became my whole life. Like, I've missed family reunions. I've missed, I've missed graduations. I've missed, like, babies being born. And I don't even regret it. Like, that's what's so crazy. And I'm on the road right now, which is, like, the place that you regret it. Yeah, right. You know, right. when you're on the yeah. road and you're alone and you're like in this, I mean, this is the saddest hotel. I, I, this is a yeah. very, you're right in front of the door. Um, it's so a that's, deeply sad. 
what it it actually looks kind of uh, hip. If it were on hotels tonight, I think they'd describe it as hip. Oh, it gets more sad the more you move the camera. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a mirror I was looking at. Now, right? it, that looked like a deep hallway. So it looked like, but now I'm realizing that's a mirror, not it's, a really thin doorway. Yeah. I'm in one sad room. I oh, mean, this is. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. That's that. That's a little box you're sleeping in there. Jeez. <laughs> Well, it's so bad. Yeah, I, I would I would miss home at that at, at that hotel. That 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 hotel yeah. should be called Missing Home. Missing Home Suites. I'm um, like, thank God we're selling out this weekend. Cause if it was if it was imagine bad ticket sales on top of this room. Oh no. That's no a recipe for suicide right there. <laughs> That's yeah. when you want to be on the first floor, just in case you give it a go. Just for yeah, just for yeah. safety's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does you, how does your, uh, does your family like your show? Does your family like your comedy? Do they have any thoughts at all? Cause you talk about them a lot in your special. Um, and yeah. you know, you give them, you give them a little crap, which is the way all families do just not always on stage in front of a bunch of people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's just like, it's none of my, if I were to stop and think about that, it would, it would mess with the, it would mess with my writing. It would mm -hmm. mess with my ability to express myself on stage. And I feel like by the time I get to recording a special, I've really gone through every, every scenario of like, is this an attack on this person? Or is this a, is this a joke about this? And I right. try to keep the joke about, I don't ever want to joke about someone else that wasn't where like they haven't heard it or they haven't like been briefed or they don't, or they're not aware. I never want it to take somebody by surprise or to hurt them. But like you get, people get hurt by jokes. Like there's, a, it happens all the time where they're yeah. like, that's the line for me. And you go like, well, that's my fucking closer. So <laughs> there's been fights where I'm like, look, if I wrote, if I was a songwriter and I wrote a song about you, yeah, you know, you'd probably find a way to be like, this is, you know, I look at what she did for me, you know, but jokes for some reason are, they're a little more disrespectful. A little more direct. Yeah. yeah a little more a direct. Song yeah. you can kind of shroud it in, you know, some flowery language. That that doesn't work as a punchline. That's that's too clever, you know. Yeah, I feel, and this is really something that I'm thinking about a lot, especially now that I'm pregnant, is like you come into the world and you got a family, and you're not necessarily you you might come from them, but that's not who you are. And your job on the planet is yours and it has nothing to do with your family. And you kind of have to divorce yourself from them in order to become the person that you are supposed to be. And that doesn't mean that you lose respect for them or that you, you know, but, but when people go like, what does your family think? I go like, it's none of my business. It's not that I don't care, but it's none of my business. I, I can't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it's also kind of like um, you know, it it's it doesn't change your truth on it, 
you know? And so to right. be, that, that is kind of, I mean, that's the good thing about comedy, but also the hard thing is, you know, it's asking you to be at its best at its best. It's asking you to be very honest and, right. um, and it's hard to do that. Oh, we exhausted the battery. Oh, geez. We're just replacing a battery. Sorry for the, that's uh, totally fine. What hotel is that? Yeah. It's called the Freehand. I'm starting to realize it's like half hostel. But yeah, Ooh. half hostel, half hotel. Woof. There's a lot of people writing screenplays downstairs. And I know <laughs> that they're not screenwriters because there's a strike. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would never work. Right. During that strike. How, how's the strike affecting you, by the way? We had we had to end the season a little early, yeah. which was a bummer. Yeah. Because it was we were just on such a roll this season yeah. and I, I think everybody was feeling so good and, uh, and nobody really wanted a strike because when you're there, you're like, well, we're getting residuals and everything's cool. And, but then you think about the jobs that you held before you came to SNL and yeah. how they really didn't pay a livable wage. Like I had to, like, I think I wrote, for three shows in a year and I never got, I was like, this is, I can't even live off of this. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that it's happening. We would be on spring break anyway. Mm. So that's, we're just kind of like waiting it out. And then by the time it's over, I'll have a kid. And it's like, there's so much stuff happening that I'm kind of like, it's good that it's, it's good that they're doing it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. really necessary. Yeah. Do you think anything really will come do. of it? I hope so. I mean, I don't I don't see us ending the strike until they meet our demands. Um yeah. so yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um yeah. I yeah, I hope so too. It's kind of it's a wild way that whole economy works, but we'll see. TBD. Yeah. Um before yeah. wrapping up, I know um you're obviously having a child. You were a '90s baby, basically, right? That's kind mm -hmm. of when you came up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, what are some of your favorite things about the '90s that you wish your child could grow up with? And what are your least favorite? And like, do you wish they had Dunkin' Yo-Yos? You know? Yeah. Things like yes. that. Yeah, I remember like the ads that we had because she's not going to have advertisements. Oh yeah. Like the commercials for like Capri Sun or something. Yeah. The commercials for kids shit was like yeah. in the nineties were like so wild. They were just oh, like, yeah. like you'd just be like, I have to have it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like the way that they, the way that they would make you want like a slap bracelet. Right. You know, slap was, bracelets, like, slap bracelets, um, those like, those like little peace signs that you could tie your t-shirt through. Do you, do you remember I don't those? Even, like, I don't even know those. They were like circles. They were like plastic neon circles with like a uh -huh. line through them. Yeah. And so that you could, so you wouldn't have to tie your t-shirt into a knot to make it a crop top. Oh. You could just, you could, you could sort of work it through like a belt loop. Got it. And Got so it. you kind of had like a belt loop for your t-shirt with a matching scrunchie and like, Oh, I loved all of the, the neon, like manic accessories of the nineties yeah. that, that my kid's not going to have. Like I, 
I'm like, that's so even just looking at like the the stuff to decorate a baby nursery, it's all just like neutrals. I'm just like, why is everything so neutral? It's so boring. Like right. in the nineties, people were decorating their houses like hot pink. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. We were like, it I was mean, nuts. You could smell the chemicals in that paint when you walked in the room, you know? Oh yeah. 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 It was and, something and just, special. Airbrushing, like the airbrush paint, all mm -hmm. of that, like those t-shirts, you know, and we just put them on fresh. We'd just be like, you know, like putting yeah. on a t-shirt yeah. that just, yeah. that we just got our name airbrushed onto <laughs> and just fully getting, just blasting ourselves with environmental toxins. I know. You know, that was the best. Yeah. That's when the ozone was depleting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have a Tamagotchi? I didn't have a Tamagotchi. My sisters had Tamagotchis. I, okay. I never had any interest in caring for anything else. Okay. That's yeah. good. It's good to know about you as a, as a, as human a new being mom about to create. Yeah. Another. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. That's good to, know. good to know. You might want to, you know, call your sisters for how, how they took care of that Tamagotchi. Maybe right. they have some insight, you know? Well, to be fair, I, I have, listen, I just, I was like, what's, that's the saddest pet I've ever heard of. Like we have actual pets in the house <laughs> yeah, right. that you can pet and they'll, they'll like love you back. And that's right. You're just lonely. That's like really lonely. No, I mean, you were that that's the comedian and you bringing the truth out in uh, a very <laughs> innocent child's toy. Yeah, that's right. that's perfect. Um, did you have a TV show that you liked a cartoon, your favorite 90s TV show? I mean, I always loved Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I loved Saved by the Bell. I loved I loved Friends, obviously. Oh, wow. um, I loved uh, Full House. You know, what I, was your favorite Full House episode? I I was a huge full. I saw I think every episode. So I can't pick a favorite episode of Full House. I really can't because it's yeah. too much of like a deep deep memory. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, but like Saved by the Bell, I definitely had like there was like the one where Jesse got hooked on caffeine pills. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that one was great. I loved that episode. And she's I, just, oh, I'm so scared. You know, I <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you know, meanwhile, perfect. meanwhile, they were getting the entire country hooked on Ritalin. <laughs> I know. Like, at the exact same time. Yeah. It's like, it was, okay. <laughs> it was perfect. That was like, yeah. um, uh, that was a great Full House episode. The or um, I'm sorry, Saved by the Bell. Full House, I guess, would have been when Uncle Jesse was trying to jump the the houses with his motorcycle, and then he got convinced not to. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that oh, one. Oh, you're gonna have to YouTube that. I, yeah, yeah, do that that's, today. Yeah, that sounds classic. That yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. pretty classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it's then a, and then finding out that Alanis Morissette uh, wrote the that song for uncle uncle joey uncle joey yeah uncle, uncle jesse joey. oh uncle, uncle joe no 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 uncle joey joey oh alanis Morse. i thought you meant the song uncle jesse was singing in full house but no uncle no. joey and alanis morissette they were a thing they were oh yeah. they were i don't know did, why i'm saying they yeah, scissored, scissoring but yeah. yeah okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> no they when she said that she blew him in a theater that's about him wow Wow, cut it out. That's nuts. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen uh him do stand up? 
Dave Coulier? I've, yeah, I've seen, of course. Yeah, I've seen like clips of it. Yeah. You never yeah. did a bit on that? I can't believe you didn't. I'm like, yeah. I would. Yeah, that's a solid 10 right there. For sure. You got to yeah. at least hit, hit back. Right? Shoot, I, I think even doing a bit on it is a solid 10. So Right. Yeah. I would do an hour about Alanis Morissette blowing me in a theater. If I was him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, last question. Do you have a second last question before I let you go? Oh, yeah. I just I wanted to touch on SNL a little bit more. Um, how is it writing um, sketch in that way? And how is it kind of different from stand up and sort of the the writing you've done in the past? Were you, were you happy there initially? Were you ready to rock and roll or was there a learning curve? I was hugely happy when I got the job and then I went, Oh shit. Yeah. You know? Um, because the truth is I, I, I had written a few sketches for, um, that damn Michael Che and I had written a few sketches for, um, inside Amy Schumer, the new season, but I didn't, I didn't really know anything about writing sketch. And, you know, one of the main things that I realized is like standups, we know what hack is when it comes to stand up, but we don't know what hack is when it comes to sketches. Yeah. So I was just pitching sketches that were like, people were like, that's been done a million times, you know? Right. right. And I was so embarrassed. Like, I was running around being like, hey, can you guys tell me, like, is there a book I can read? Is there anything? Anything. I just need to like do homework just to be here. And nobody was like, they were just like, you're going to get it. Just, you'll you'll get it it's actually a very forgiving place as long as you don't freak out yeah you just can't you can't freak out in a way that makes it everything about you you just right. have to like you got to chill keep your eyes open your ears open really focus on what you're doing wrong without beating yourself up and then get better at it and yeah. just try to get better and sometimes you can't and sometimes Sometimes people will try and try and try and they just, they're not getting better. And it's like, all right, it's fine. It's not, it's not your, your thing. But like, for the most part, I feel like you get there and you're in that environment and it's so absorbing that you just kind of, you just get better. Yeah. You, you know? kind of hear some so horror stories about writers just saying like, you know, they're up all night, uh, um, you know, kind of a, uh, someone told me like a, a big cocaine scene, big like Adderall kind of thing, like very hyper in the um, in just making sure stuff is done. Is that kind of lore or is that um, is there some accuracy in sort of that that um, kind of rabid mentality of just needing to do it and do it good? Or is that the mentality that you're saying is is going to do you in? I think that's the mentality for certain people. I think like people get hired there for different reasons. Mm hmm. You know, there's like people that get the hire there to be sketch writers, to like, to be like uh, someone that provides like hard hitting sketches every week. And then there's like, and obviously you, that is the goal. You have to write good sketches every week. But some of us are, are like hired for different reasons. Like I, I, I'm starting to feel like, cause there's like a different archetype in each writer and mm -hmm. you can kind of see them like they get like, I don't know. There's somebody that's there to like shake shit up a little bit. Yeah. And there's, there's somebody there that is, that is really meant to like shock people. Uh -huh. And there's somebody that, and, and so each of those voices is like 
you kind of have to know what your place is in the room. Uh, and that takes a little bit of pressure off of you, a little mm -hmm. bit, because you understand what your position is there, really. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but no one's going to tell you that. You just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. And you okay. just kind of go, I'm not here to be the best sketch writer there is. Mm. Uh, that's not why they hired me. They hired me because I can punch stuff up. I can add a weird perspective or they go or you could say, like, I'm here to. To be a, a real right, like they want me, they want me to write the sketch, and you know, it's uh those those people. I'm like that is crazy, uh, but I don't think I'm one of those people. What, I'm not one what, of those people who's what? like you know there to like write the show. Right, I mean, right. I'm there to to submit sketches, and my sketches do well at table on Wednesdays. But oftentimes, the chances of my sketches getting on the show are like, I think, slimmer. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that they don't appreciate them being there. It right. doesn't mean that they don't that they don't want to give them a shot. I I think it's and it's not a feeling of like how oh. it's more of just like I love being there. I love writing these sketches. I love seeing them get to table. I love hearing them do well. And then I, I love watching, if they do get to dress, I love watching them, <laughs> the audience go like, what? <laughs> I just kind of, you know, it's, if you can't have fun, uh, if you can't have fun doing really, really perfect work, then have fun bombing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, that's kind of like my at least my uh, perspective on it. I don't know how how long I'll stay hired with that perspective, but I I, I enjoy it. You know? uh, yeah, that, that's great. I mean, it really seems like you do talking about it. Um, one of one of my um, employees actually really wants to work for SNL, and so she wants to leave me as soon as possible to go do that. Like, what advice yeah. would you give her uh, to do that? Uh, what does she want to do? She wants to write. She wants to write. Yeah. She doesn't want to do cast. No. And I actually believe that a lot of people say they don't want yeah. to, but they do. I think she just wants to write. Yeah. 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 I think just keep writing. I, yeah. I know that's like infuriating advice, but just keep writing. Yeah. Like keep writing, keep submitting, keep submitting your packets. Like just do it every year, even though, you know, by year three, you're going to be like, why am I still doing this? But just keep doing it. You know, I think, uh, I think if it's, if you, if there's something that you really are like, that's the thing that I want and you're all of everything is going towards that. then then you're in great shape. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you hear that? That, that feel good. <laughs> she, I, I like, do you hear that? She goes, Okay, so there yeah. you have it. Okay. <laughs> she's mad I asked that, but you know, anyway. No, it's good. It's yeah. good. And also like, um, you know, just know that once you get there, you'll be just as unhappy as you are right now. So... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? Wherever you go, there you are. That's kind of how yeah. it works. Yeah, exactly.
Yeah. Well, this has been <laughs> so much fun. I know you probably got a million other things to do today. And uh, I'm such a fan. Love yeah. your stuff. Yeah. And, I got a million things you know, to you, do today. This you is... gotta you gotta look at um <laughs> you know, those writers down in the, uh, in the lobby and, you know, just see if any of them are going to be your competition at SNL. Right. Uh, next yeah. Year. Maybe make that yeah. bed. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe lay down in it for a few more hours. We'll see. <laughs> well, enjoy, uh, Chicago. Enjoy the Midwest. We've got that beautiful, um, smell of the Canadian, uh, wildfires lingering a little bit. So, you know, in case you were missing New York, we've got some of that here and, can't wait um, for you to come to Milwaukee. And where can people uh, get tickets uh, to your show? You can get tickets at rosebudbaker.com. Um, and uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm always reminding people. I'm like, go get tickets. Instagram, TikTok, rosebudbaker. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, in an act of uh, self-care. Good so, for you. Yeah. Yes. It's a waste of I'm time. I'm evolved. Yeah. It's it like sure a, it's the modern day Tamagotchi really yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me though thank this you awesome. yeah yeah and i if i am in town um i'm gonna definitely come see your show i i may have to please be come yeah for that but if i'm in town i'd love to go check it out so okay awesome all right, all right well, awesome. we'll see you soon okay bye thanks Bye-bye. guys all right, folks, that's it for this week's Cripes Cast. Huge thanks to Rosebud Baker. Make sure you follow her at Rosebud Baker on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, at Rosebud Baker NYC on Facebook, and of course, tour dates, rosebudbaker.com. And Colleen, where can they follow us for all the Cripes Cast stuff? You can follow the Cripes Cast at Cripes Cast on all social media platforms. If you want to see the video version of the podcast, you can either see it on Spotify, YouTube, or Facebook. Again, patreon.com slash Charlie Barons to see behind the scenes footage um, early notice of tour dates because tours coming up and deleted scenes cripes inc everything that's going on patreon.com slash charlie barons if you go to cripescast.com you can see all the information you need about the show merch tour dates everything that your heart desires about the cripes cast and also feel free to leave a review um that always helps us if you have any suggestions for only if it's a good review only good reviews yeah don't even yeah, bother. I, I, i'll delete not, the bad ones yeah bad ones i don't i don't want to read that come on yeah, I mean, you're not going to read it. I will, but um, <laughs> good for you. But no, yeah, so please if you do review. have a complaint, we'd love to hear it. Please leave a review. Let us know. Also, like a lot of our fan suggestions, we do have quite a few that for that have made it into people that we've had on the show. So please, Absolutely. please definitely leave that. Leave fan comments and let us know what you think. And um, yeah, we have a contact box on the website. So we'll get back to you with whatever questions you have. Okie dokes. Watch for deer, folks. We'll see you next week. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin. The Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you got to keep her moving. 